everybody and welcome to another Smart Marks Reviews. Yeah, this time it's quicker than the last time, which is good and bad. Uh, what we're saying is still somewhat relevant and bad is the match card for SummerSlam isn't all the way up, but we're going to go ahead and do SummerSlam predictions. We're going to talk about that awesome uh, woman's announcement with a pay-per-view and something that was highly... Uh, rumored about on the internet well the, the women's tape reviews in october so the big rumor was that there was gonna be women's tag team division with like tag team titles that were split between the brand like you you shared it between uh, each show well that could still happen so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna pick our top four women's teams for a women's tournament i'm going to silence my phone properly uh we're doing this if we sound sluggish it's not because we're drunk it's because we're drunk and tired because we record these things about 5, 6 a.m. before work because we have lives in the afternoon time. Usually, Glenn has 17 kids. <laughs> I have two kids called Disabled Parents. I know that's a terrible name to name a child. Uh, not as bad as Glenn's youngest, Jimmy Johns Jr. Um, he named it after Brock Lesnar's sponsor that's on his shorts. Um, speaking of Brock Lesnar, he was not here at this pay-per-view, so this is another... Brock Lesnar lists pay-per-view, but uh, Glenn, go ahead and Glenn, father of Jimmy Johns Jr., go ahead and tell us about the uh, pre-show and what was on the pre-show because it's pretty actually pretty good pre-show. Wow. We had uh, two matches on the pre-show. The first one was uh, uh, Almas versus Sin Cara. Uh, it was a pretty good match. Um, definitely had some half-line stuff in it and. Um, it, this is something that we've seen on SmackDown before, uh, but you know. I, oh, when I saw it on SmackDown, I was like, "This is a pay-per-view quality match." This it, they it was a it was a bust-ass match. I, I, I was hoping Sin Cara would win, but alas, my prediction was wrong. Um, uh, overall, I'd give the match a solid four. I mean, it, it was decent. Uh, and I love almost. I'm glad he's getting a push because recently uh, with NXT debuts, they've really been dropping the ball and making us forget about the NXT debut rather than making us feel the impact like when kevin owens or finn balor uh debuted we get debuts like bobby Roode or uh uh andrade almas where uh it's kind of like well are they still in the roster so <laughs> you know oh and then the the new day fought uh sandy in a tables match yeah that was kind of a brutal match um th yeah. there was a back a really good backbreaker on the outside of the ring um that was given to kofi uh a double stomp Onto Wolf and Young, that was pretty damn, pretty damn good high spot. Um, these guys just beat the crap out of each other uh, from bell to bell. Um, of course, Sanity wins. They put Kofi through a table, which watching that made me flinch. Uh, you know, Kofi yeah. had to be hurting after that one. Oh, yeah. um, it, it was a good match for pre-show. I, I gave it a, a 3.5. Uh, it it could have been a little bit better. I was hoping that the New Day... Would win, but again, not pretty. I'm so happy Sandy won because there's another awesome faction from NXT that was given that time off from NXT to uh, transition to WWE, but then the WWE transition was delayed by months and kind of forgot they were there. So I'm glad they got that push to to beat the New Day. Of course, the aftermath of all this, Andrade looks like he's getting in. He looks like he's moving closer to the world title. Uh, picture, but he is not there yet. He's getting a big feud with the former and contender Rusev, and um, the New Day and Sandy fought in the first of the tag team tournament matches because there's 
three matches to determine the new number of contenders. It was New Day and Sandy to start off, and New Day got the win. Yeah, which it was a good match. Back and forth, okay. Sandy can get the pay-per-view win, but New Day gets the title tournament win. So that's cool. Then we go into actual Extreme Rules. Of course, Ronda Rousey front row and center. Um, and, you know, with Snake from the old Nokia phones braided into her hair. Um, <laughs> open this pay-per-view risky... Risky with the, the leader of worlds versus the B team. B team, of course, the little darlings that could with that little storyline where they had momentum all of two or three weeks of people being into that. And then Vince was like, Oh, this is over. And it's like, No, it's, it was over when you realized it was over. But we're talking about two different types of over events. Um, but the match started off with Ronda Rousey chance. Um, it, it was actually kind of an. Uh, they teased an intense moment between Bray versus Bo early on that uh, we got a little bit of payoff early, but um, when Bray's in there, man, tag team matches he's great at because he can just go in there, hot tag, and use, like, like when he uses his head as a battering ram. Um, and uh, Matt is more of the carry the rest of the match kind of wrestler. Like, Bray can go there and be entertaining. Matt's got his cool, you know, deleting headaches. Uh, that he does where he deletes them onto every turnbuckle in every corner and that's kind of cool um, at one point uh, Matt hit that side effect and Bray just went bowling for Columbine all over them like he just started ramming into all of them throwing his body everywhere um, and then at one point Matt's finisher was stopped Matt was pushed into Bray uh, and Bo got the surprise net breaker on Matt for the win and the B team wins the tag team titles. Not a super great match. Uh, it did culminate in, in at the what should have been the end of a two month storyline. Uh, there was there, the only appeal to me for the B team was like the chase. You know, there's a lot of good tag teams on both rosters uh, for the B team to, to be put up there. I feel like it's just because everyone's like, yeah, Bo's really good. Curtis Axel's really good, but. I don't know what title they could hold. Let's put them together and make them tag team champions. It's kind of a Cesaro Sheamus moment, where it's like we both we all know they should be champions, but we don't want to waste it on them. Um. Anyway, I gave the match a two point five out of five. It was like twenty minutes of an okay Raw match. Yeah. I, 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 you know, watching it, I sent you a message like, are we watching Bizarro WWE? Because this is some weird shit. Yeah. Um, I, I was surprised, honestly surprised. I, I did find it pretty cool that at one point it was Bray versus Bo, um, brother versus brother, which, you, you know, that, I kind of popped for that one. Um, but I, I didn't give it a rating. I just, I put, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. WTF out of five. That is a good rating, actually. That's a really good rating. Um, I'm going to assume that means a one out of five. I don't know what that means. Um, but Glenn gives it a, a possibly a one out of five, maybe a five out of five. I don't know. Um. I gave it a 2.5 out of five. Uh, it's it, The, the follow-up to this was a rematch. They, the Leaders of Worlds got the rematch on the B team, and it was kind of the, the same ending. Like, the B team not... Uh, one of them into the other one, and Matt got rolled up. I think he knocked. They knocked Bray, Bray into Matt. Yeah. yeah, and that was that was it. And then there was the wonderful, delightful, whatever clapping the hands. That was amazing. And then they beat the shit out of the B team. Yeah. And I was like, good. They probably need to be more heelish. 
they don't need to give Curtis Axel a microphone anymore because when he talks, he says some of the dumbest shit ever. Um, yeah. I, he, oh, good God. <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess it's a part of the comedy. Oh. I guess Vince finds it hilarious. And he always makes he the does. bigger guy in the group the dumb one. Yeah. Yeah, at least he's not as dumb as Festus. Um, and then uh, going from one okay Raw match to another, uh, Finn Balor fought Constable Baron Corbin. I don't understand this. Sometimes like when you go back and you watch old wrestling and it's like, why was Val Venus the, the commissioner? <laughs> like that's some weird stuff. We're going to look back on this and be like, why was Baron Corbin the constable? Um, anyway, Finn Balor, uh, there, was a, there was a slow beat down on him for a good bit of the opening of the match. Baron Corbin, you know, he's slow. He beats people. Slow beat down. Um, he, he, Finn would show like fighting flashes, but ultimately it was just kind of slow. Um, until uh, uh, Baron Corbin hit a choke slam backbreaker, um, then those flashes went away again, and um, it ultimately come, it was like really slow wrestling until the end when Finn got a standing coup de gras and uh, end of days was actually reversed into a small cradle for the win by Balor. So it was like a long slow beat down with a surprise roll up finish. I didn't understand that. This. That these two matches could have been replaced with other better stuff. I gave this match a 2.5 out of 5 as well. Well, um, you know, at one point in the match, they had the Balor hit the sling blade, followed quickly by the deep six from Corbin. I'm like, yep. damn, boy, that's okay. It's picking up. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Stephanie knows what a constable is. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's interesting. I'm glad he cut his hair because he was looking like a, a balding werewolf jackass. And I now think he had enough of the abuse on Twitter. Yeah, I think so. I, I actually enjoyed this match. I gave it a four. Um, even though it was slow in parts, there were a couple of really good high spots. Anytime Finn Balor gets in the ring, to me, it's entertaining. It, yeah, it is. And he, he beat Corbin's ass, so yeah. Yeah, he beat Corbin. Um, that's and the yeah, I should like play some kind of fancy music right now, like Bobby Roode's entrance music for for you. Actually, have we had different opinions? I didn't like the match. I thought it was okay. Two point five is middle. It's a fifty. It's actually not okay. You would fail. It's like you failed, but you tried. It's not like one where it's like you didn't even study. Um. Anyway, uh, the next match was uh, SmackDown Women's Championship match in a neat gimmick match. Uh, Carmella versus Asuka with Ellsworth in the shark cage. And I had flashbacks. I was like, oh, one year ago, we had Enzo, Enzo Amore and his bottle of baby oil in that cage just for him to drop down and do nothing. Yeah. Like that, we, the, the shark cages are never anything that that WWE knows how to do. There's a reason why they were an 80s gimmick. For some reason, they I know the reason. NXT is the reason why some of these 80s gimmicks have started coming back. Like, War Games is an NXT thing. At one point, they put um, uh, Paul Ellering in a shark cage for the Authors of Pain versus another uh, tag team. Um, and so Vince started doing it on the main roster. Like, shark cages are over. It's like, no, NXT is over. They'll chant anything. Those fans will chant anything. Let's go. Beach ball. Like, they'll, they'll do that. Um, anyway, this match was actually pretty decent. Um, Carmella showed some, some wrestling. I was really surprised. 
Um, she's this, this, the, the daughter of a jobber coming in here and, and, and wrestling decently. Um, there was like a nice slam into like Oscar was going for a really cool slam and Carmella changed it into like this reverse X factor, which is a really neat move, uh, early on. Ellsworth, of course, had stuff hidden in his pants. He dropped a chain, but then that got kicked away by Asuka. Uh, Carmella was going for the chain at one point, and then she gets dropped spray, so she gets a second weapon. Asuka is ready and gives her her greatest hits. Like, that spray almost happens, she stops it, and then she starts giving her... Literally, when anyone has a series of, of punches or kicks that they do all the time, I always call it the greatest hits because there's no point in me going over every single step. Um... Uh, Carmella does suck at taking hits, though. She sells super early. Like, she'll she'll pull back super early, which happens. Alexa Bliss does it, too. Um, but those are our champions. Uh, um, at one point, um, Asuka did the suplex on the outside. Oh, yeah, take your bump, Carmella. You're owed that. Um, and uh, Ellsworth did get free at one point, but he was hanging by the bottom. Like, his foot got caught <laughs> in the shark cage. Like, this is awesome. We've wanted to see him get his comeuppance. A real beatdown. A real beatdown for weeks. And here he is hanging like a fucking pinata. And Oscar starts kicking the shit out of him. Um, oh, man. And there were three people down there to, uh, to try to help him out. Um, and then Oscar knocked down two of them, and one just ran. And I thought that was great. That was that was good comedy. Uh, then Carmella's jackass pushes Oscar into the corner of the cage, which was really dangerous. Uh, and she uh, knocked Oscar down at least enough, long enough to get the three count in the win. Winner is Carmella in an actually entertaining match with another creative finish for her. Uh, and it was actually the first good shark cage I've ever seen. So I gave the match a four out of five. I gave it a three. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, the first note that I put on there, I, I nicknamed this match Dumbass in a Shark Cage. Um, That's a good nickname. <laughs> That's how it should go down forever. I, I, I wish more of the women uh, would have came out and beat the shit out of him while he was hanging from the cage. Uh, um, but I think WWE, ever since Oscar's moved up, they've done her dirty. They have. They have. And I, I was really disappointed that here you have this bust-ass match with Charlotte, and you break her streak, but yet now she can't beat anybody. Yeah. Yeah. It just it pisses me off because Oscar's a damn good wrestler. It is very annoying. The finish is what knocked it off a whole point for me because, as I said, a good shark cage I've never seen before, and this would have been a five out of five just for being able to pull off a decent shark cage match, and especially in the PG era. And I, they they dropped that ball. They dropped the ball, and I usually don't let the finish hold over it so so much, but they let her beat Oscar twice, and I get it. I get where this is going. She beat Carmella twice with nefarious. She beat Charlotte twice by nefarious means. She beat Oscar twice because of Ellsworth. Now she's gonna go fight Becky, and the follow up on this was James Ellsworth was just fired on last night's SmackDown. Paige came out there to tell AJ Styles, who his number contender would be, to fight at SummerSlam. And Ellsworth came out there, and he was like, listen, I beat you three times, AJ. And he just started running his mouth, and Paige was like, hold on, I got this. And she walked out there, grabbing the arm, and um, she said, Ellsworth, I have two words for you. And some people started saying, suck it. And she's like, no, no, not those words. And then she said, you're fired. 
And then she had security drag him out until they got to the door. They dropped him on the ground. He got up, and then she kicked him out the door, literally. Like, Spartan kick. And then they immediately cut back to the ring, and Samoa Joe is beating the shit out of AJ Styles, and he signed the paper. And we're getting a great SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, heavyweight championship match um, to counteract Raw's heavyweight championship match. Oh, um, but anyway, uh, that's what happened. Ellsworth is gone. It's going to be Becky Lynch versus Carmella now. And I think we're going to see Becky finally get that SmackDown championship. Even if Ellsworth shows up one last time to try to interfere, they could have Charlotte pop out and level the playing field and let Becky really get that title. And that will make Becky the... More of the hero. I think it's more important on their resume to make Becky likable as a champion than yep. to make Asuka a champion. Asuka can have great matches, and she is kind of she she is very different. She's the only Japanese woman on the roster, on the main roster anyway. And uh, I think she she already has a lot of niches that Becky can't get into. Uh, Becky's another white girl on the roster. Um, and Irish, and she, her, her promo skills aren't great. Her personality is 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 decent. To she's likable, but the last time she was champ, they desperately went after Alexa Bliss to make her champ because Becky wasn't getting over. Yeah, this will help Becky get over. I think that's what this is leading to. We're getting so sick and tired of Carmella. We'll love Becky by default at least for a few months as champ. Yeah. So I think this. I'm hoping that's their mindset because that's my mindset. But either way. I want Oscar to have that title. I want her to have it soon. Yep. If not soon, at least in a high-profile match. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, rant over. Moving on to the most drawn-out match of the card, Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakamura. The Japanese Jeff Hardy versus the American Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> this match had greatness written all over it. Um, Jeff comes out there. And he's looking, staring down Shinsuke. And before the ref can ring the bell, Shinsuke runs over and low, low blows Jeff. The uh, bell rings. Then Shinsuke gets a Kinshasa and pins Jeff Hardy for the win. Two second match. Then Randy Orton returned. And he beat the shit out of Jeff Hardy. <laughs> showing, yeah, I'm a heel. Yeah, I'm worse than Nakamura. And Nakamura looked scared as hell. He looked like Glenn before I told him he had to play this one of the, our Halloween horror games. Like he's like, oh crap, I don't want to do this. It was it was a neat story transition or continuation, however they want to do it. But it all felt weird. Like this was meant to be the rematch result at SummerSlam. Like uh, Jeff was supposed to lose to Nakamura here in a real match. Then at SummerSlam, Nakamura pulls this crap and gives us a two-second match. And then that has Randy's return. However, I think they need instant star power for SummerSlam to counteract Brock. I think Brock and Roman in a match actually decreases your star power. Yeah. And there's no John Cena. And there's no Undertaker. So they need Randy Orton back. They really, really do. Uh, so they so they did this for that. The match itself, uh, and the, this this rating isn't isn't a part of the follow up. The follow up was actually neat to continue this story, but this being the end of the Jeff versus Shinsuke U.S. title story, I gave this match a one point five out of five. I gave it a two. Yeah, I just uh, it pissed me off seeing seeing Randy come back. I, you know, I popped for Randy. Yeah, but that I could wasn't done at the end of a match. Yeah, I wasn't expecting him to beat the shit out of Jeff. Yep. That was that was new and weird and And then the two second match when this had so much build up. 
So much buildup. Yeah. Anyway, what happened on the follow-up was Jeff Hardy rematch versus Shinsuke. Randy interfered and beat the shit out of Jeff and then put his finger in his hole, his, his, yeah, his ear gauge hole and pull it and pull it. And Jeff may not be back on TV for a while. He is injured. That's why this all happened and went down the way it was. And that's unfortunate. Um, I still feel like he could have wrestled a match and then had an extreme beat down by Randy at the end and then not show back up. It would have made more sense. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Now Jeff can go away for a little while. And here's my theory. Here's how I would write it. All right. So we, we are where we are. We just write from here. We don't rewrite history. So um, Randy Orton uh, versus Shinsuke. Uh, you have Randy Orton try to pressure Paige into making his match versus Shinsuke no disqualification. Mm-hmm. Balls count anywhere. No disqualification. Or maybe at least just no disqualification. Um, and then... Uh, you know, she begrudgingly makes it, and he's like, finally, you've done something right on the show. And then she says a comment like, I can't wait for Jeff to come back and kick your ass. And Randy Orton wins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And a week or two later, you can have Jeff show up and say he's ready to finally get his rematch. And for the U.S. title, which now happens to be Randy Orton instead of Shinsuke. And that that can be in a backstage segment. And Randy Orton can beat down Jeff Hardy before they even get a chance to lead up to that because it would have been the pay-per-view match. But he can beat down Jeff in the back and let Jeff get more recovery time because he doesn't have to do anything. Just show up and talk. Then lay on the ground. And then you do that another month. And however long he needs recovery, every month you tease him coming back and Randy preventing Jeff from coming back. And then Jeff can come back and win that title back from Randy if you want to do that. But... Um, then you have Randy pull his game of, well, this is favoritism because Paige has wanted Jeff to come back and beat me the whole time. And yeah. just set the seeds now and let it pay off later. I know wrestling doesn't do that. I'm just being super hopeful and optimistic, and, and I want way too much out of pro wrestling. My bad. <laughs> Next match was Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens in a steel cage. I didn't know I wanted this feud. I didn't know I wanted Kevin Owens versus Braun Strowman, but I do. I'm glad I got it. I'm glad we're in the middle of it. This is great. Matt started off with Braun beating Kevin, beating Kevin's ass, throwing him around into the cage on the mat, across ring to ring, beating the hell out of him. And the only thing Kevin could do to try to stop him was that Stone Cold Stunner. Yeah. That was neat. I loved it. I love it. Uh, Kevin Owens learned how to speak English watching Monday Night Raw and listening to Jim Ross, and he thought some of those phrases were real. BT dubs, they're not. Um, there's no such thing as a slobber knocker. Uh, but uh, it'd be great. It's, he should be doing, he does the, the sweet chin music super kick already. Yeah, he should be doing Stone Cold Stunner every once in a while. I remember he did it one time, and Stone Cold kind of, he popped for it. He just thought he needed different form um but at one point he uh, after that he handcuffed Braun's hand to the rope i was like this is great but you handcuffed him next to the door which is actually (laughs) double great because it made him have a reason to climb the cage opposite Braun Strowman which put him by the cage by the um by the tables a lot of times and i know this sounds like oh well duh that's the way they set up no a lot of times they do screw up these normal spots by setting something up in the wrong area and they have to like make it look super unrealistic even for pro wrestling or they have to fix it but whatever um he told braun to suck it that was not smart like this is like <laughs> kevin owens is 
all the way Attitude Era in this match. And Braun is the closest thing to an Attitude Era wrestler there is. Don't do that. Uh, Kevin starts climbing. Braun breaks free. He jumps on top of that cage like with a single bound. Like he, God, the NFL was lucky he didn't go into football. He would wreck people. <laughs> JJ who? That's what would have happened. Um, he j- jumps on top of the cage. Then he chokeslams Kevin Owens from the top of the cage to the announce table. Kevin Owens won, but I've never seen that happen in a cage match before. Why do they keep doing stuff with Braun Strowman that I've never seen before? I thought I saw it all. Braun Strowman has new possibilities. Why is he not the World Heavyweight Champion? I'm so pissed off. I love this match. I loved it. I gave it a 4.5 out of 5. I gave it a 5. Uh, it was so close to a 5. It really, really, really was. I just wanted to... I don't know why I wanted to see a little bit more. I guess a, a cheap stunner and a handcuff... I just wanted to see Kevin kind of try to beat down Braun in the corner instead of just handcuff him and think that would hold him. Like, he's got a perfect corner move, the rolling senton, mm-hmm. and I think the, the point five I really just took off just because he didn't do that move. That was really my own dumb expectation. That wasn't anything else. Sure, five out of five. We're both giving it a five. I'm fixing it. You know, what I really liked was when he said, suck it. Yeah. And Braun broke those cuffs. The look on Kevin Owens' face was, oh, damn, I fucked up. Oh, my God. It was so good, and Kevin Owens takes so much damage. He puts in so much work. I'm proud of him. I think he's really great. I think he's a great um, B-plus player, as Triple H would tell Daniel Bryan. Um, and uh, with when he's paired with someone like Chris Jericho, he's obviously an A-lister. Um, but, hey, now Shania Twain owes him that song. He was at a Shania Twain concert in uh, Canada uh, recently, and Shania Twain found him, and she started asking him about who's your who's your biggest problem now. And he's like, "Well, ma'am, I'm, honestly, it's a man named Braun Strowman." And she's like, uh, "Well, if, you know what?" And he asked her for a song, and she's like, "Well, that's not on my set list tonight. Uh, I actually don't sing it very often, so I don't really remember all the words. I have to get prepared for that. But next time I come to town, if you beat Braun Strowman." I'll play you that song. And he's like, have you seen Braun Strowman? I'm not beating that man. <laughs> but now she has to sing it to him. I hope she makes like a Twitter video and sings it to him just, you know, just on the spot. Like, I really do. But uh, that was just neat. Like, everything, it was just great. I mean, he's just, he's a funny actor. I really enjoy him. Um, the aftermath was, of course, the storyline kept going. Kevin Owens was like, I got nothing left to prove. I beat you in a steel cage match. And Braun's like, motherfucker. (laughs) And so now Braun's Money in the Bank briefcase is on the line versus Kevin Owens at SummerSlam. And I'm actually going to already, I predict Kevin Owens is going to win that match by some means. Get that briefcase. And later on that night when Roman and Brock are both down on the ground, Kevin Owens is going to cash it in, pin Brock Lesnar not Roman Reigns, and he's going to go on to tell everyone for months, I beat Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman in the same night. And then the master is saying that dumb bullshit will come back, Chris Jericho, and challenge him to a fight. And Chris Jericho will be like, I beat Stone Cold and The Rock in the same night. And they'll just keep talking about how many dicks they took in the same night. And it's going to play out to, oh, okay, great. This is going to be good. This is going to be, this is going to be good. I want that to happen so I do bad too. The next match was a little odd. It was supposed oh. to be Team Hell No versus the Bludgeon Brothers, but it wound up being Daniel Bryan with a, a, a cameo by uh, Glenn Jacobs, <laughs> running from air, um, uh, versus the Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, Daniel was by himself. Uh, a lot of good reversals by Bryan. Uh, it was believable that he would be getting out of all these moves. 
um, which is, is, is pretty neat. But it uh, also kind of downplays all the teams before Hell No uh, versus the Bludgeon Brothers, which is kind of perfect. It's like, yeah, Team Hell No is that dominant. They would be beating the Bludgeon Brothers. And if it wasn't for Kane being out, maybe they would win those tag team titles. Uh, Daniel was flying everywhere, though. Uh, he, he did do a suicide dive that was caught by Rowan. And then um, Harper tried to dive onto both of them, but only hit Rowan because Daniel got out of the way. Then Kane came back, choke slams all around. Um, then Kane was brought down. Daniel Bryan comes in with the yes kicks. Um, and then Daniel was used as a weapon, thrown into Kane's head. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers took advantage and destroyed Daniel at the end. Winners, the Bludgeon Brothers. It was an okay match. It was neat to see Bryan struggle, uh, hopefully a full health. Team no hell, team hell no can happen before the election. Yeah, doubtful. The aftermath of this is that team hell no is over, but it looks like we're moving into the Daniel Bryan Miz feud finally. Because with Daniel Bryan, you never know how long you got, so you might as well do that sooner rather than later. I gave the match three out of five. I gave it a two. I really wanted this to be team hell no winning it, give Kane one last title run uh, before he leaves. I strongly feel like he's going to win this election. And we won't see him again for a while. So, or ever. Um, I think giving him this uh, title shot would have been his right off into the sunset. I mean, he they could have lost the belts the next night. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's exactly what I would have liked. Yep. Just hey, okay, I won one more championship before I had to retire, and you know I'm leaving on a good note. So. If, if Kane's leg was healthy enough to go out there and do what he did, it was he was healthy enough to go out there and surprisingly dominate the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah. Uh, and then it could have been, oh, he's got an injury. They have to relinquish the titles into the tournament. Yeah, anyway, boy. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's what. That's, eh, it was okay. Um, and and I'm I'm kind of tired of saying, oh, Daniel Bryan in a pay per view. Yeah, it's okay because it's like big cast or this affair. It's like give me something good. Give me something good. Uh, Roman Reigns was next. Yay versus Bobby Lashley. Charisma. Uh, Lame affair. Lame affair. Standard Roman match. Um, there was a couple of cool things. Bobby taking some hard knocks outside. Uh, it was There was boring chants all the way around, actually. It looks like every other note I've got is some kind of chant that people were doing. Um, at one point, Lashley did climb the top rope, and they kept hyping it. Bobby's going to the top rope. He's going to do something on the top rope. And he did a double axe handle smash. And I thought that was a perfect metaphor for this match. <laughs> um... Yeah, at one point, Roman Reigns did AA, you know, John Cena's finisher. Um, uh, he AA'd Bobby Lashley to the outside, and oh my God, Bobby Lashley took a bump. So that was kind of neat. Um, uh, I mean, Bobby was just dominating him at, at that point. Um, uh, he was slamming, uh, suplexing Roman Reigns, belly to belly, Roman onto tables, uh, Bobby on the top rope. He got Superman punched. But then Bobby speared Roman for the win. The winner was Bobby Lashley. Odd that they let Bobby go over on Roman, especially seeing what happened in the aftermath. It was a slow match until the end. Uh, Bobby did most of the work, most of it to make it work. I gave it a two out of five. I gave it a three only because Roman Reigns got his ass whooped. <laughs> oh, excuse me. That was a. That was okay. That's a good reason, I guess. That's a good reason. Now the follow-up, of course, was there was two triple threat matches to determine uh, who would face each other, to determine who would face Brock Lesnar, because um, Raw's got to fill three hours, folks. Um, 
<laughs> or else he would have just been, hey, Bobby beat Roman Reigns, and that was going to be the number number one, number one contendership match. Uh, so, yeah, now Bobby Lashley's number one contender. But no, that's not how things work. Uh, Roman won his triple threat match. Bobby won his triple threat match, and they fought uh, a week later, which was two nights ago on Raw. And Bobby Lashley lost to Roman Reigns, because that makes sense. Uh, and Roman's going to, uh, going to SummerSlam to fight Brock Lesnar. 600. Uh, yep. Roman versus Brock Lesnar, 600. Uh, we could see somewhere where Bobby works his way into that match. Ultimately, I do feel like it's going to end the same. Um, Kevin, if Bobby works his way into the match, you can have him get the title. But you can't get let Roman win that title, and people are going to be pissed. So, I believe Kevin Owens will win the uh, contract from Braun Strowman, and he will cash in. And that will continue to fuel Braun's fire. And uh, they don't want Braun to be champ anyway, so there's their out. Let him win the become monster in the bank, and then that shirt is useless a month later. Good job. Um, the next match, thank God, getting away from a Roman Reigns match, uh, was Nia Jax with Natalia versus Alexa Bliss with Mickey James. Uh, Natalia and Mickey James both trying to see who is the more relevant old timer. <laughs> um, yeah, Nia and Bliss, of course, NXT. And now the feature of the WWE, both of them having very different demographics, and they're both really awesome. This match was actually pretty neat. Um, at one point, uh, early in the match, Alexa Bliss started getting all these weapons and kind of like toss them at Nia, and I just threw them in the ring. Like, you want this to be EC Dub, bitch? Bam! Throw that again. Bam! And she kept tossing it in there until she got her little hands on her. Mickey James was in this match over and over and over. Just getting her ass whooped, essentially. Like, she'd interfere, then get her ass whooped. Then try to interfere and get her ass whooped. Natalia was trying to um, balance that out, but Mickey and Alexa took her out early. Um, and at one point, when they really started using their... Uh, double teaming to uh, get to Nia. Uh, Ronda was like, oh, screw this. She hopped over the barricade and she went to town on Mickey James. She started beating ass left and right. She got after Alexa a little bit. And then when she really got her hands good on Mickey James, Alexa came over with that kendo stick and I was like, you've never felt this before. <laughs> Bam. You're going to have a wealth that you didn't know could exist. Um, it was it was neat though. I'm glad Alexa had Mickey James help her win because uh, first off, Nia should be able to dominate Alexa Bliss unless there's some cheating. Um, at one point, Nia was about to win the match, and uh, Mickey James hit Nia in the back yep. uh, and dropped Alexa. And Alexa then DDT'd her onto that steel chair that Mickey James used to hit her in the back, and she won the match. It's a good match. It continued the story that we knew it was going to lead to: Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss, which I believe should be the the actual true main event of SummerSlam. Um, and uh, it was, it was, I gave it a four out of five. I thought, I mean, hardcore matches in the PG era is hard to pull off, but this one, with all the chaos, was pretty entertaining. And for it to be a bunch of women, it was, it, you don't, harder bumps than the men. Yeah, you yeah. don't see hardcore matches with women ever. Yeah. Uh, I gave it a 3.5. Um, I get why Rousey interfered, but I would yeah. have liked to have seen. You know, no interference. Uh, really, let these <laughs> girls beat shit out of each other with these. Um... Well, the interference was Mickey and Talia. And then Ronda was like, "Well, if everyone else is gonna fight. I am." Then Julia King Lawler was like, "I want to fight," and everyone said, "HR." <laughs> uh, overall, I mean, I love. It was a good match. I'll, I'll give props to Ronda, and I agree with you. I think if it's Alexa Bliss and Ronda. 
it needs to be the main event. Screw Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Well, uh, Ronda stayed off of Raw this past Monday. Uh, the following Monday, right after this pay-per-view, was Kurt telling Ronda, if you can just stay away from Raw for one more week, you'll be number one contender. You'll go fight Alexa at SummerSlam. So that's what we're getting, Alexa versus Ronda, and uh, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. I want Ronda to win. And most people are kind of like, yeah, we're okay with that. We're okay with Ronda winning. Especially because Alexa, she's a great heel, but she's starting to wear on people because she's been the champ for too long. And no matter what, in this day and age in wrestling, you can't have someone that featured for that long and expect them to still be over. Yeah. Uh, Alexa was over for a long time. For a heel, she was over for a lot longer than she should have been. And AJ Styles is like this weird, like, um, him being a face and being champ that long and still being over, it's really odd. And I don't think many other people, if anybody else, could pull that off. No. Um, and I think it's more of the SmackDown fan base. Uh, when you go to a SmackDown event, you are then a SmackDown fan, and you you respect and appreciate what AJ Styles has done, what he's put up with, and what he's overcome in that uh, in the couple few years he's been here. But speaking of AJ Styles, he had a match next versus Rusev Day. Um, it was a uh, that was actually a fun match. That I was love neat. This match. Um, uh, Rusev pulled out a lot from his arsenal that he hadn't done much of. The whole uh, someone running to you, kind of lifting him up and kneeing him in the chest, kind of stuff. Um, his kicks are on point. They are good. They are solid. It's like standing to your face by big Russian yes kicks. I know it's too long to call them that, but I wish they would. Yeah. Uh, um, there was a, a lot of cool spots. In this match, um, the the match was very much Rusev dominating early. Then the quickness of AJ Styles kind of took over. He hit a 450 splash. He hit phenomenal forearm. Early in the match, he hit a phenomenal forearm to the outside, which was cool. I always enjoy seeing that because it's like a good version of the Superman punch as yep. far as the move goes. Um, and then, uh, of course, in English, uh, the Rusev Day singing champion, um, he took off the turnbuckle, which was... Ultimately, a good heel manager move, unless it fails in the heel, which it did. And Rusev <laughs> got thrown into that turnbuckle. That hurt. Uh, AJ Styles took advantage. AJ Styles got the win. And, um, of course, after his, his, his normal affair of the phenomenal forearm stuff. Um, and, and it was actually really good. I'm really glad Rusev got to this point. However, at this moment, it's just too unfortunate it was against AJ Styles in this moment. Leading to SummerSlam, Rusev couldn't have been your champion. I understand that. I love him. I hope he stays up in the topper tier of uh, SmackDown. I give the match a four out of five. I enjoyed this match. I gave it a five. Um, uh, watching AJ completely knock out English was yeah. was pretty good. Uh, Rusev did take one nasty bump off the rope early on in the match. Um, I, the, these two guys are good. I like Rusev. Uh, his gimmick is awesome. It's way over by the fans. AJ, well, you know, he's the face that runs the place, so. Yeah. And, and it, it, was, it was great. And the follow-up was neat. Aiden English is kind of pushed out of the Rusev Day gimmick. And it looks like maybe, I mean, because the most recent SmackDown we saw was Lana getting into a fight with uh, Andrade Cien Almas' manager. I forget her name at the moment. Uh, and it was Rusev versus Almas. And that was like, this, is, this could be a cool mixed tag feud. This could be neat. And then AJ Styles, of course, is going on to SummerSlam to face Samoa Joe. So, yeah, the aftermath was kind of cool, and this is, this is neat. At I, least. I'd like to see Lana back with Rusev. And, and, yeah, she came out with Rusev last night on SmackDown. She wore the Lana Day shirt, and he wore the Rusev Day shirt. So, 
Uh, and then the main event. The first time the Intercontinental Championship's been defended in the main event of pay-per-view uh, in, like, I think they said 15 or 20 years. 15 years, yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins def- f- wanting to fight back for his Intercontinental Championship, which is in the hands of Dolph Ziggler. And they're going to fight in a 30-minute Iron Man match. Do not mind that their match on Raw was 36 minutes. <laughs> With one fall. We're supposed to believe that this... Bad booking. Um, it was chain wrestling for a few minutes. Uh, of course, um, five minutes in, really quick fall. We get a buckle bomb for a roll-up. First fall, Rollins. Rollins, 1-0. Dolph Ziggler, um, at one point, did a gross-sounding dropkick to the knees. Um, and then, at one point, they kept doing these uh, roll-ups uh, where Seth... It eventually led to Seth picking up one of his roll-ups to a powerbomb. But then it was reversed into a sunset by Dolph. And then Rollins rolled out of that and then curb stomped Dolph. And he got the second fall by pinfall. Rollins, 2-0. Um, uh, Drew, now in the ring after that 2-0 start, beating the shit out of Rollins. Giving Rollins another fall by DQ. Rollins is up 3-0. Uh, Drew continues massive beat down. Uh, hits his Claymore. Uh, then Dolph rolls Rollins into a pin and gets it. Fourth fall goes to Dolph. The pin is now three to one. Um, after that, Rollins is having trouble standing up straight. Ziggler got that super kick, and then a pin. Fifth fall, Dolph Ziggler three two, and then a zigzag out of nowhere for a pinfall. Dolph Ziggler three three. All of a sudden, it's tied up, and there's 17 minutes left in the match. Six falls, 17 minutes left. Okay, cool. 36 minutes for one fall before. <laughs> I don't want to remind anyone of that, but that's just what happened. Um, the, the entire time the fans were chanting down the 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8. And apparently Vinny got tired of that and they took the clock off the screen. Yeah. Um, and then they just started counting down from 10 random times. I'm like, it's 37 seconds. Come on. Um, uh, Dolph stopped a suicide dive uh, at one point with a nasty right hand. Um, uh, and then he got a roll up. Using the ropes for the pinfall and the ref didn't catch it, and Ziggler goes up uh, 4 3. Yeah. <sighs> three minute sleeper hold later, <laughs> you had 11 minutes left in the match. Seth keep, kept fighting to the outside, two suicide dives, diving clothesline. Clock's still not there for the crowd. They're, they're a few seconds from sinking with it, and I kept keeping, I kept up more with them trying to keep up with the clock than the match itself. They were so close. Yeah. Um, at one point, uh, a blockbuster was hit by Rollins, and the crowd erupted. But not for the blockbuster. The clock went back on the screen. <laughs> then Dolph Ziggler got a drop kick off the turnbuckle. Almost got counted out. Um, blah, blah, blah. You go on throughout the match. Curb stomp was evaded. Ziggy kick blocked. Dolph got catapulted into the turnbuckle post and then rolled up for the win. Seth Rollins ties it up 4-4. Four, four. And there's just a few minutes, few minutes left, or yeah, a few minutes left. Seth wasted time with a, a submission sharpshooter, then the crossface, uh, which was kind of neat to see. He uh, went for the curb stomp. He missed it. Dolph hit the famouser. Rollins kicks out. There's 45 seconds left, and it's all tied up. Rollins got a surprise kick and a curb stomp, but the time ran out. 4-4 four, four draw. Dolph retains 4.5 out of 5. But then Kurt Angle comes out. And he's like, we're not going to be in my city and I have a finish. Sudden death. And McIntyre hits Seth Rollins. Cause, or no, he gets a distraction and Dolph gets a zigzag. Dolph gets a clean win. Pin, 5 out of 5. 
That's what I get this match. Dolph Ziggler winning it, uh, a five to four count because of sudden death. I thought this match was a great Intercontinental Championship match. I thought it was a great IC main event for pay-per-view. What about you, Glenn? Anything I missed? Anything you wanted to? I gave this a five out of five. I've okay. never seen these two guys wrestle to, at this level in a long, long time. And I mean, <clears throat> thirty-six minute match on Raw side. Uh, I thought these guys really gave it all. I loved. Uh, even though Drew McIntyre got ejected, uh, since the match was went in a sudden death, it's like you know what the match was officially over. Now it's just restarted. I'm coming back out. Uh, perfect heel move. I like McIntyre teamed up with with Ziggler. It definitely is the throwback, like you've said before, of Diesel and yeah. uh, Sean. Um, and when they turn on each other, I'm really looking forward to that because you know it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but overall, this match was awesome. Uh, I, I I loved it. And just to talk about a little bit about um, uh, the 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 whole of a pay per view, you know, I think a lot goes into the final match. Is how I feel about the pay per view as a whole. And if you look at my ratings, is five star match, almost five star match with the women and the men. Um, there was only a few. For every bad match, there was a great match or a great story thing for me. So I actually gave this whole pay per view a four out of five. Yep. I ranked it a four as well. Uh, there was just a lot of good stuff to outweigh the bad, even though the bad was there. Um, <laughs> it, it, and if you really look at it, the good ma- most of the good matches um, were SmackDown matches. Yeah. When, yeah, that's that's the way my ratings went too. But, I mean, yeah, I couldn't have chosen a better main event. Oh, no, hands down. And probably I, we both love the IC title. It's probably our favorite championship. So oh. great to see it getting some love. Uh, two great performers in there, Dolph and Seth. I, I really enjoy both of them now. I'm, I'm t- kind of ready for them to move on with that story, but I'm glad that was an ending. I'm glad that was an ending. Um, now, SummerSlam, we're going to go over our card as we see it right now and in, in whatever. Um, WWE Championship, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. Who you got? I got a feeling AJ's going to win it, but I want Samoa Joe to to take it from him. I'm predicting AJ as well, even though I would like to see Joe win it. Um, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. I think either Roman or Cash-In. Brock doesn't win. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. They got to get that belt off that big bastard. Alexa versus Ronda. I'm choosing Ronda. Yeah. Um, Carmella versus Becky. 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 Uh, Dolph versus Seth Rollins. I'm just looking forward to this match. I want to see what Ziggler versus Rollins two is going to be about. New? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm choosing Dolph. I think Drew McIntyre will help him. Yeah, I can see that. Braun versus Kevin Owens. I got Kevin Owens winning the bank. The, the briefcase. This is another one of those matches that I really want to see what the hell's going to happen. Yeah. So, you know, I, 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 I'll call Braun on this one, but your idea of him him beating Braun cashing in that night would just be a slap in the face to Roman. Roman's fought him how many times for the title and has yeah. lost? And here comes this sneaky fat bastard. Yeah. <laughs> SmackDown Tag Team Championship to Bludgeon Brothers defending against either New Day or the winners of Uso versus Cesaro and Sheamus, which I believe Cesaro and Sheamus will win against the uh, Usos, and I believe they'll win against the New Day since all those teams have fought and lost to the Bludgeon Brothers. I think Cesaro and Sheamus are in this match, and I think they beat the Bludgeon Brothers. I would love to see that. I, I would like to. Uh, there are some rumored matches that aren't officially on the card. Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. We're going to take it as, yeah, this is going to happen, and I choose... Daniel Bryan. I, you know what? As much as I like Daniel, I would pick the Miz for this one. 
I just see him pulling some underhanded shit. Yeah. Um, there's a rumor that we're going to see Cena versus Undertaker at SummerSlam. I don't think it's going to happen. Especially if they haven't already announced it. Yeah. Um, there's another rumor that Sasha Banks will fight Bailey. I don't think it's going to happen. Not especially after what happened. Especially because they're in love now, yeah. apparently. Um, U.S. Championship, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Randy Orton. And I don't know if Jeff is a part of that or not, but even if he was, I think Randy Orton wins Randy. the U.S. title. Yeah. Um, and then we've got, uh, you know, maybe other little matches, but we can go into that in more detail later. Let's also talk about, real, real quick, the women's pay-per-view that's going to happen in October may have a women's tag team titles. Glenn... Name four women's teams that you could see fighting for those titles. Oh, man. Uh, Riot Squad. Okay. Um, I could see... Uh, the a, Absolution Perry. Yeah. Absol yeah. Uh, I could see... Oh, God almighty. Um, working well together. Maybe Alexa and Mickey James. Yeah. Especially if Alexa's free of her title. Yeah. <laughs> um... I don't know. I, I've got an idea. Uh, so I, th you've got the Iconics. Yeah. You've got Absolution. Oh, yeah. You've got the Riot Squad. You've got Sasha and Bailey. Sasha and Bailey, yeah. you got Alexa Mickey. But if I had to choose four teams, two from Raw, two from SmackDown, two from Raw would be Bailey and uh, Sasha, and I would choose the Riot Squad, Liv Morgan and Country Girl, I forget her name. Girl, yeah. Um, and then from SmackDown, I'll throw a swerve in there. The two teams I would have represented is Iconics and the Bella Twins. Oh, wow. Just for the tournament's sake. Not saying to have them win the titles, but just for the tournament's sake. That would actually be kind of cool to see. That would be neat. They'd get. I would have them lose the match, but that, that would be... Wow. They were technically a tag team. They just There were no belts to fight for. God, I, I, if if everything else they've done for the women's division in the last couple of years, it would be just another layer of, of frosting on this cake if they would bring back the women tag titles. Oh, man. Yeah, so that's where we're going to end this. All kind of questions about the SummerSlam card and the women's review. And thank you for listening. You can find us on social media collectively at Take the Studios. You can find us individually. I am at SYCO1316. I am at JokerHaHaHa79. You can also find our YouTube videos for charity at YouTube.com slash Take the Studios. Thank you for listening. Listen to our other stuff. Share our stuff. Tell people we don't suck. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> people we don't suck.